Welcome to This Week in Jacksonville Business Edition. I'm Kent Justice. Our podcast focuses on economic development in the River City and throughout our region. And today I'm joined by Dr. Paul Eason, UNF's Vice President of Strategy and Innovation. This was really cool. I saw a news release recently. I said, I want to know more about this. <laughs> there are so many ways that the University of North Florida contributes to our local economy. And, and Dr. Eason, uh, I wanted to have you join us and discuss this collaboration that I saw with Johnson & Johnson. And I guess specifically, we'll start with, tell us about, I'll get the name right, the Advanced Manufacturing Engineering Program at UNF. Okay. So back in 2016, I was able to secure some funding from the state of Florida to uh, basically advance our ability at UNF to offer uh, research in material science and engineering and develop processes that were relevant to a lot of our local business partners. Uh, Johnson & Johnson has been uh, a key partner for UNF for well over a decade. Um, they, they've um, helped sponsor our uh, engineering capstone design courses for years, uh, which I used to teach back when I was a full-time professor. And um, as that relationship grew, we realized there were some needs that, that our programs weren't necessarily meeting with the traditional mechanical, electrical, or civil engineering. And so we started to look at what programs we should offer to better serve the region. Uh, manufacturing being a key um, economic factor in the region, uh, we decided that advanced manufacturing engineering was the way to go. Um, one of the things that makes UNF very unique is our relationship to this region and our direct service to the region for workforce development. And um, advanced manufacturing is a, a program that is only one of 21 accredited manufacturing engineering programs in the country. And so we were kind of finding a good niche for ourselves as well as meeting the yeah. needs of J&J, &J, Medtronic, Saft Battery, Fleet Readiness Center, all the folks that we work with that do these advanced materials and manufacturing methods and processes. Yeah, so I thought that was very interesting. So there are these, I don't know if it's right to call them sectors, but there's different uh, areas of expertise in engineering, different kinds of engineering. So when it comes to advanced manufacturing engineering, Help define that more for somebody who's like, hey, sure. I tuned in to talk about business, but I don't know engineering. Right, right. right. So uh, there's a lot of very traditionally understood fields of engineering. Mechanical, right. civil, electrical are the big ones. And, and really, uh, many of them spin out from those. Uh, my, my PhD is in material science and engineering, which was a spinoff of mechanical 50 years ago. Uh, and back in the 80s when I was pursuing my degree in the 90s when I got my PhD, you had to explain to an employer what material science was. Sure. Now that's very well understood. And so I think advanced manufacturing is sort of that degree of this day and age. So as we try to bring um, uh, manufacturing back on shore in the U.S., we talk about uh, silicon device manufacturing for semiconductors and microelectronics. If you think about aviation and the advanced materials that go into aviation and the new composite aircraft and things like that, these items require manufacturing far beyond the, tradi the traditional methods. You can't just cast apart and use it. There's all these post-processing and advanced materials components required in that. And so the degree broadens. You have to be able to train people in the additional areas to be able to work in a manufacturing environment that produces high-tech products. And so J&J, um, being a, a big biomedical yeah. sector partner, uh, you know, they have a large contact lens facility yes, here in right. town. The first thing I would think of with yep. Johnson & Johnson. J&J &J Vision. Uh, the, those are not simple devices. They, they, you know, 
Disposable contact lenses seem very easy to the person who puts them right. in their eye and tosses them in the garbage at the end right. of the day. But uh, yeah, to fabricate those things with uh, consistency, high quality, FDA approval requires a lot of effort. And so teaching our students the additional processes and statistics and quality control and supply chain management that goes into all of that just goes above and beyond a mechanical engineering degree. So we found our students that were going to work for Johnson & Johnson were getting a lot of on-the-job training, but you know, we, we remain in contact with them. We certainly talk with them frequently about what we're offering and whether it's what they need. And they said, well, you know, it would be nice if we could get X, Y, and yeah. Z. And we said, hey, let's just create programs around that. And it also serves our relationships with staff. And at the time, GE Oil and Natural Gas and Medtronic and other employers in the region. So, like I said, it's sort of UNF's brand to, to seek that input from our partners and offer that workforce so, that they need. Dr. Eason, <laughs> so you mentioned it a couple of times. And as I'm hearing it, I'm like, ah, that, that's how it's supposed to be. So. Uh, when we hear about public-private partnerships or, or the, the kind of support that you're getting from uh, a business in the community for higher education here, that's really important. That component of, hey, uh, as an educational institution, I want to know, business in our community, what it is you really need from us to develop in these students who are going to come out and be part of the workforce, right? Right, right. And, and I was really fortunate uh, at, at UNF... Uh, I, I'm a UF grad. Uh, I spent almost a decade there. Had a fantastic time. Was um, it all undergrad? Decade? <laughs> yeah, it would, would have been nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, bo both undergrad and grad school completed there. But, but the difference being that when you're in Jacksonville, you're immersed in a community with manufacturing and the business sector and the fintech and the computing and all of these industries that live in this area. And, and UNF is relatively small compared to that market. So it, it's a wealth of opportunities to engage those businesses with your students. So over the seven or eight years that I taught senior design, we went to a fully industry-sponsored model for all of our senior design projects. Okay, so explain what that is. Yeah. Sure, sure. So uh, almost every engineering program has something called senior design. It's a capstone experience where a student works on a project. Yeah. Now, at UNF, we took this very seriously starting around 2010. Um, it is a fall and spring sequence, so it's a year-long academic activity. Um, we went fully industry sponsored, meaning every project that every student works on is for a local industry partner. And when I say a sponsored project, I will tell you that we've had projects uh, with J&J, &J, with SAFT, uh, where the budget can get up around fifty, eighty thousand $80,000 for these students to build something for their facility. So they're literally brought into the site. It's like an internship. They're brought into the site. They work on an interdisciplinary team. So mechanical and electrical engineers work together. Now the advanced manufacturing engineers are in the mix as well. And so the customer states a need. The students work as a team as almost like a consulting group to identify a need statement, solve a problem, build a prototype. They then present the prototype, iterate it, fabricate it, and by the end of the year, give them a final product. Yeah. And so that's challenging, a, yeah. probably inspiring for that capstone course and that project that a student's going to do, right? Well, it probably helps, and I'm thinking it probably helps define for them. Yes, this is exactly what I do. Or 
hmm, maybe I need to tweak what I want to do and what I'm really passionate about. It, it, it's an immersion. You know, it's yeah. an experience that lets them understand, okay, I will be dropped into this corporate culture. And, I, <laughs> right. you know, they get to try it on for a year. Yeah. The, the companies get to try the students out for a year. It's, it's like a year-long job interview, which is, wow. um, I think, what's telling from that is that after a decade of, of that type of activity, J&J &J has continued to invest in UNF. Um, now, they, years ago, they placed a 3D printing research center on our campus. This is not the vision component that did this. This is J&J &J Corporate that put, essentially, scientists and millions of dollars worth of advanced equipment on our campus because we demonstrated the ability to work well with industry. We, we provide our student talent. They teach adjunct courses for us. So we, we really do treat it as a collaboration. We get as much from them as they get from us. And so, uh, so yeah, and, and recently we've extended that collaboration. Uh, we'll be hiring a, a professor based off of the, the partnership, the funding they've provided. Uh, we've just finished moving some lab equipment around to create a site for them to put uh, some of their manufacturing equipment on site at UNF to be instrumented for the purpose of research. And so... What an opportunity for students. I and, mean, and, obviously there's yeah. some benefit for the business in town too. But what an opportunity for students. Students get, again, they get to try on a company. They, they really get to understand what that company's goals and objectives are, learn a little bit about the corporate culture, but also work on something immediate and relevant. And I think that's the most potent lesson you can provide a student. If they can get their hands on, you know, we, we always use real world as an example. Well, real world's pretty broad. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but things that are tangible and relevant to uh, any economic enterprise. If it's a, a computing uh, security company that has a problem to solve, we have these same kinds of activities in our school of computing. Uh, it, it's a mantra across UNF that we, we try to make sure that our students are getting a flavor of what their job will be by working with the people who are likely to employ them. My uh, ages ago, my daughter goes off to college. She says, Dad, I'm interested in medicine, but I like engineering. I'm going to go, I'm going to get a biomedical engineering degree. And I said, oh, I'm going to have to figure out what that is. Uh, <laughs> and ultimately, that wasn't the degree she got. It was a different one. But um, this idea of Johnson & Johnson med tech support, what's the medical and what's the technical, you know, that, what's that combination for that unit and, and the support they provide for UNF? Yeah, so, so everything that Johnson & Johnson does is obviously somehow related to the medical realm. Whether, you know, a contact lens is a consumer device, a medical implant is a surgical, you know, implement. Uh, sometimes even the surgical devices they use, the yeah. scissors, the scalpels, the... There, there are robots assisting with uh, surgeries now, yes. All absolutely. Of that kind of stuff, there are right? 3D printers that are printing human retinas. I mean, there are all sorts of Hold things... Hold on a second. I'm absorbing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, right? It's, it's amazing. And that printer has now arrived at UNF. It has yet to be installed. It is actually waiting in some crates right now for space to be cleared. But but yeah, these are the kinds of things that, that when you think about biomedical engineering, you have to have such specific knowledge about the, the, the venue where a product is going to be used. That venue might be the operating room. That venue might be the human body. Boy, does that create a whole different world of wow. conditions and corrosion and interaction and, and uh, biocompatibility. And it's hard to expect a student with a, just a standard engineering degree to spool up on all these areas. So that's how degrees like biomedical yeah. engineering come along. Yeah. So biomedical is a focus of our advanced manufacturing program because of our partnerships, again, with J&J &J and Medtronic and Arthrex and other companies that, that work in that realm. Yeah. 
uh, I'm just enjoying the conversation, so I know I may be off course from what I said. Hey, I'm going to ask this, that, and the other thing. But go one ahead. of those things I want to go back to just is, is, I guess, what's the relevance of advanced manufacturing for our region and then broadly for the nation? Sure, sure. So uh, if you've ever had the, um, the, the, the luck to be invited to a Jack's USA luncheon, you know, the, the sure. arm of the chamber yep. that talks about economic development in this region, I think what you see is advanced manufacturing, transportation, logistics, biomedical, <laughs> at, at every event, okay? And, and what it means is manufacturing jobs in this region don't necessarily fall into that category of traditional manufacturing. Now, some do. You know, First Coast Manufacturers Association certainly services the whole gambit of, of manufacturers. But when we talk about economic development for the region and trying to bring companies to Jacksonville, what we want to demonstrate is that we have a workforce development engine at UNF that can train folks for those jobs and that they'll be job ready yeah. when they walk out the door. So the, the impact of having this program is essentially aligning directly with the Jack's Chamber initiative and if you read the new UNF strategic plan, uh, which in my new role I, I get to be somewhat responsible for, advanced manufacturing is the first focus area on the list. So it's important to business, it's important to uh, the community in general, health outcomes, uh, technology, everything that you can think of that moves society forward has to be made. And so advanced manufacturing serves that need. So uh, any strings attached? Okay, so a company, in this case, we're talking about Johnson & Johnson. When a company comes in and says, hey, we've got an idea, can we collaborate with UNF? Uh, is there a certain amount of, hey, they say we'll give money for this or the medical devices or the, the 3D printer that we were talking about? Sure. Uh, what's the exchange? Is it just we just want to see that your students provide uh, some or get some provided some great education? Or is there something else that is on the university side to say, yeah, this is how we show we're a good partner? Well, you know, I think there's, it's always important to consider the fact that, that faculty at a university are still employees of the university. They're not employees of Johnson & Johnson. Right. So if you have research that's funded for R&D for development purposes, and that's all proprietary, then that faculty member doesn't get to publish. And if you don't publish, you perish. That's the, the rule of academia. So, you know, Johnson & Johnson has to recognize uh, and does recognize well um, that if they were to fund research, some of this has to be fundamental research that is shareable. And so uh, that, that, gi that so give and take is, yeah, car yeah, carving out the intellectual property. Um, I, I work, in, in my own consulting practice, I work with a lot of lawyers, so I've been doing it for years. But um, these types of collaborations do not exist in a legal free environment. So who owns the IP, who gets to yeah. publish, who owns the patents? All of that stuff has to be well negotiated. One thing I'll say that, that you know, I love working at UNF for this reason is that we work very well with industry. Some universities don't easily interface and don't share the IP and make a, a less encouraging environment. So I think it's, like I said, it's nice to be at UNF where that kind of collaboration can flourish. What's the key to making that happen? What, what do you think is, why does UNF have that advantage of being able to work with businesses that maybe other schools don't? I mean, I think we're smaller, number one. You know, um, we don't have as many levels of bureaucracy through which you have to force an agreement like this. Uh, but at the same time, it's also recognizing that um, we're nimble. We serve these immediate needs quickly. So if a company says, we'd like a minor in this or a major in this, 
we don't have such a large enterprise yeah. that we can't turn on a dime and begin to, to yeah. explore that offering. Would it be so. harder at UF to do that? Uh, UF, much larger school than... Much, UNF, much yeah. larger school set, set programs. Um, you know, certainly UF has advantages with their size that come sure. along with that. And the funding and the, the prestige and all of that comes with that. Um, they're, they're not proximate un until the campus here in, in Jacksonville, uh, whatever that may be, does open up. Um, right now, we've got the proximity and the size to be able to serve that community. So we're, we're taking advantage as much as we can. Yeah. It's really interesting, and, and uh, so we're, we're a couple of months in. I, we started in October for our podcast here talking about economic development and growth in our region. And we've certainly talked about some of the workforce opportunities. Uh, uh, Moes Lamam, the UNF president, was with us just a, a few weeks ago. Uh, love to hear about this, and, and for me, helpful to just have you explain it to me. Here's, here's what it is, here's the program, and we love seeing uh, business being able to connect with uh, higher education like they're doing here. Thanks for explaining some of that. And uh, it sounds like there's maybe uh, some growth that's happening because of this partnership with Johnson & Johnson? I, I think so. And they, you know, they've expanded a hiring program that's uh, set to hire our students directly through the program that they've helped create. So this is really a, a, a track to employment for a lot of students. Um, but other folks are recognizing this. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, the first couple of years that we tried to do this industry-sponsored senior design project, it was, it was tough. We were out was there, it? you know, beating the boards, getting, yeah. getting, you know, projects pulled together, and now they kind of funnel in. And, and as we expand these offerings and try to make them more interdisciplinary, we, you know, advanced manufacturing, one of my first meetings uh, in our new approach to uh, these industry uh, projects was to get sculpture, art and sculpture involved. You know, frankly, if you're going to build something, it can also be attractive and functional at the same time. So we're trying to make sure that, that advanced manufacturing honors a lot of the disciplines at UNF and pulls in as many consultants or activities from other majors as possible. Because, look, it, it's, a, it's a rising tide that lifts all boats. And, and this has been a, a wealth of opportunity for engineering to grow, but it grows other programs as well. Well, I, I, Dr. Paul, he's the first time we've got to meet was today, and I really appreciate it. Uh, loved hearing about what's going on there and, and what's happening. We want to thank you for watching. Matter of fact, we're constantly working to bring you more interviews like this that are focused on uh, economic growth in our region and very excited for next time. J.P. Morgan Chase's CEO, Jamie Dimon, is going to join us. We're going to discuss plans to expand in Northeast Florida. We're going to get his outlook on the economy. Thanks for joining us for this week in Jacksonville Business Edition.